0: You know, the Bible says not to give place to the devil. Somebody famous to me said, think of it as a, guy, a gun holster. The gun holster has been perfectly formed with that specific firearm. That would be giving place to the devil. If you make a place on your hip that's designed specifically for the devil, and man said, don't this place to the devil. Don't even have it on you. But rather, we can p- make place with the Lord in our lives. Amen? What can be a spot in our heart, a spot in our walk that is specifically formed to God. And we form that in prayer, praise, and worship, and reading of our Bible. Thank you, Lord. Release. What a wonderful Wonderful message that we had last night. Thoroughly encouraged, Brother Brad. Thoroughly encouraged by Brother Robbie the other night. Seven times in the Book of John, Jesus makes the statement of, "I am." He says things like, "I am the bread of life," "I am the vine." I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection. Now, there's power when when we become when we begin to start declaring who we are. I am released. I am forgiven. I am free. There's even more power in declaring what God says that you are. So God sent an angel to Gideon, and the angel said, you are a mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, no, you've got, you got the wrong guy. You must be thinking about maybe my brothers or something. I mean, I'm, I'm not this mighty man of valor that you could say. But God took Gideon and 300 men and defeated an army that and in the hundreds of thousands of soldiers. Here, here's a man, Gideon. He's saying, I, I, "I'm not that." The guy says, "You know what? You are. You are a mighty man of valor." There's power when we start declaring who we are in God. If God calls you something, if you start saying that, "I am loose, I am forgiven, I am a mighty man of valor," it starts doing something within our spirit. The Bible says to stir up the gift that is within us. You start declaring what God says you are, your mindset is going to change. Your your direction is going to change. Your thoughts are going to change. The way you look at yourself is going to change. Praise God. John 8 verse 36, it says, If the Son is therefore, shall so make you, you God be free. For, for this, you can't if Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. If if God takes a stamp of approval on you and says you're free, nobody can change that. The devil may come against you. He may he may try and distract you from things. He may talk to you and and say, you know, it's it's it, it really still got a grip of you. That thing that you're struggling with it really does have a grip of you. Yeah, God may say that you're free, but we both know that that's not true. But if God says it, you can take it to the bank. You can you, you can bank on that. You, you can lean on that. If God says that you are free, you are free indeed. Praise God. Somebody say, I am loose. Say it again. I am loose. Come on, say it like you believe it. I am loose. So there's, a, there's an experiment done many, many years ago, and, and they determined the outcome of this experiment. They called it the Pike Syndrome. Anybody ever heard of it? The Pike Syndrome? So we took a, a large tank, a water tank, put a pike in there, sunk in how you know, Many minnows they could put in there, the pike is just eating and eating and eating, just eating all these minnows. And so with the same pike in in this little body of water, they put a glass barrier between the pike and the minnows. And you can look up videos of this. It's really fascinating. So they put the minnows on one side of the glass barrier, the pike on one side of the glass barrier. The pike would lunge after these minnows, and they would hit this glass barrier over and over. It would be hitting this glass barrier. It couldn't see the glass, because it was in water. And the minnows were just swimming around through. And after some time, the pike just stopped crying. Because you know what? Every time I try and get for this minnow, you it's in a wall. I just can't get it. No matter how many times I try, I just can't get it. No matter how many times I think it's going to work this time, I just can't get it. So these scientists, they remove the glass barrier. And they start really hype sitting I mean, there. Happy frankly to death. With the answer right in front of him, with the food right in front of him. He's got this mind block like I've had this before. I can't he I can't get it. But the message that that we've heard in this camp for the Ravi to release the spirit Brother Brad. I, I believe Brother Brad ushered in what God wants to do with his youth group. Oh God, you know, with, with the things that are that are being set in motion in this camp, it's not it's not every day that you guys get to hear messages that God spoke directly to well, I, I remember several years ago, I, I was confiding with a brother, and I was telling him, man, it seems like every time i to, to speak, it's like hitting me right in the heart, you right? and it's just right to me. He to me you know how fortunate you are that God is speaking to you directly to you? You know how much I want that? He's telling me, you know how much I want God to speak to my pastor just for me? I believe God is speaking to each and every one of you through this camp. You guys really grab a hold of it. That glass barrier, you're going to see, is not there. You're going to try. You're going to go after it. And you will succeed. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ. Strengthen it me. All things. you got to start setting your mind towards God. you got to start setting your mind towards the kingdom of God. If you just start thinking that, you know, it, it, if you're looking at buying a yellow truck, I really want this yellow truck. It, it, it's just a perfect truck. When I get enough money, I'm going to be able to buy it. You start driving around. i guy has a yellow truck. Pulling through the parking lot. This you dude's got yellow truck. Oh, so, yellow truck over here I never saw. All of a sudden, when your mind is set on this yellow truck, you start seeing all these yellow trucks out in the community. You start setting your mind on the kingdom of God. Soon enough, you'll be saying, this person needs help from God. This, this waiter, this, this person that's waiting on me, they need God. You start you start focusing your mind on the things of God. Soon enough, God's going to start showing you, this is where I want you, really. Now, I brought you here for a reason. You just happened
1: to show up to the restaurant uh, just because you're hungry, yeah, I'm gonna put that hunger in you. But really, this person needs God, and you are the vessel that I am choosing
0: to bring to them. Praise God! We've got to fix our minds on God. We've got to we've got to shift our way of thinking. We've got to realize that this barrier that the devil has put in front of us it, it has no power against us. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Somebody say, I am luke. The book of Esther, chapter 2, verse 15, But now when the son of Esther, the daughter of Abel, the uncle of Mordecai, who taken her for his daughter, would come to go into the king, she required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the people of the women, appointed. So Esther was was a maiden in her her country and her land and the king had called all the all the eligible maiden in the area to come before him. He's looking for a new king. He says all the all the maiden that are in the land, I want them all to come before me. I will choose them. So now it's Esther's turn Esther turns before the king and the Bible says that he required nothing but what Haggai, hey the king's chamberlain. This is the man who, who knows the king. This is the man who talks to the king. This is the man who answers to the king. If the king says, I want this, the chamberlain is going to do it. Haggai hey is going to do it. He answers to the king. So after he went to Haggai hey and he said, I don't want anything but what you give me. You know the king the best. He speaks to the king the most. Whatever you say after bring. That's what I'm going to bring. Whatever you say I have to do, that's what I'm going to do. Listen, an Esther obtained the favor, sight of all of them that looked upon her. Including. the King. We have a man of God in our life. That speaks to God. We have a man or, a man of God in our life that answers to God. If God tells him you preach this, he's going to preach it. In fact, the Bible says to those who minister, to those who speak and preach, it says, if you don't preach this, the result of that, if they go on and sin because you didn't preach it to them, their blood is on your hands. So when a pastor receives something in prayer, if he receives something for the Lord and the Lord says, you're going to preach this, you know what the third, it is from God rest assured that he is going to preach it the way that God wants it. So actually went through a, a process of, of cleansing before she came before the clean before the king. And he obtained favor in the sight of the king, he only required that that which the changeland gave her if you not want anything extra. She didn't want anything fancy. If you not want any jewelry that he could have had if he had an entire pile of jewelry and jewels and, and treasure that she could have adorned herself with. She could have just wrapped it around her neck, weaved it in her hair, or put it on her rings or anything like that. But she said, "You know what? If that's not going to please the king, I don't want it. If that's not if that's not going to his attention, I don't want it. Whatever gains his attention, that's what I want." We just have that mentality with God. God, if there's anything out there that offends you, if there's anything out there that that I'm carrying that's extra that is going to uh, uh, keep me from your presence. God, I don't want it. I want to drop it right now before I come before you. Well, that That's, that's repentance. Repenting is, is saying, God, you know what? Whatever it is that's within me, remove it from my life, God. If it's, if it's going to keep me out of your presence, God, I don't want it. If it's going to keep me out of heaven, God, I don't want it. Remove it from my life. I cast it out in the name of Jesus. Repentance—it's so important to live a repentance lifestyle. This is what i saying: that if you think you've got a little hold of sin in life, really, it's got a hold of you. If if you're if you're so focused on, you know, a career, if you guys uh, get into the working field and you say, "I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to the top," I've got a hold of this. You know, if I've got a miss church, I'm fine. I'm going to do that because I've got a hold of this. I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing it with all that I've got, and I'm going to make it. Once I make it to the top, then I'll start going to church more. Then I'll start praying more. Really, that thing has a hold of you. It's giving you the illusion that you're in control. It's just a carrot that's being hung in front of you, and you're reaching for it. You're reaching for it. You're reaching for it. Well, the whole time the devil has a hold of you and he's pulling you away, he's luring you away from the things of God. The great message for the god So also, was cleansed before she came before the king. When you pray and when you ask for forgiveness, you become loose from the bondage of sin. So once we repent. Once we once we spend a little bit of time in prayer, feels good. It's like, why didn't I, mean, I do did this before? You know, I mean, why why did that take so long to get to this point? But so often we can stop there. So often we can ask God for forgiveness and say, "I'm good. Me and God are a good thing. You know, I I prayed. I'm walking this way. I see God, and I'm praying and asking for forgiveness. Oh, such a such a weight that's been lifted off my back." Thank you, Lord. You turn away and you start going back in the way that you were before. You start walking in the paths of this world. You start you start keeping your your focus on things that are not of God. Then you turn back around and say, hey, God, I messed up again. I, I I know I shouldn't have gone back there, but I messed up again. I'm sorry, Lord. Oh, I would have weighed off my shoulders. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. And you start walking back and forth, walking back and forth. And soon you're just going to be making the same path over and over. You're going to start walking towards God. You're going to start walking towards the world. You're going to be walking towards the world, and then all of a sudden you stop and and you come back to God. Start walking back and forth. Soon enough, you're going to have this path that you're just stuck in. You're just walking the same path over and over. And if you see any trail that's out there in the woods, it's because somebody has walked that trail over and over and over. There's no more grass there. The dirt is starting to get a little crumbly. It's getting lower and lower. There's everything uh, growing all around you. But it's the same path over and over. And you're just walking back and forth. You're coming to God, and you're walking away from God. And soon enough, you'll see this thing called a rut. And a rut has been preached in this pulpit many times before. That is, just a grave with a, the with end a kicked out. Soon you're going to find yourself in a rut where, you know, you get so deep where I just can't, I can't get out of this. I, I've dug myself too deep. The walls are too high. The, the the barrier, the
1: glass barrier that's been placed in my life is too high. And soon you start thinking you can't get out of this. Soon you start thinking there's no way, I, I've gotten myself through this mess. There's no way God can get me out of this. Or soon you start
0: repenting. And say, God, I'm done with it. I'm not doing it anymore. God, I am determined. I'm going to keep my eyes upon you. And Just as Peter was walking on the water, and he kept, his, he turned his eyes off of God, and he looked towards the storm, and he cried out to Jesus. Immediately, God was there with His hand. You make up in your mind to call upon the Lord, even even if it's a rut that you built yourself. Even if it's a wall that you put around yourself, something happens when you call upon the name of Jesus. When when you're out there, when you're facing temptation, when when temptation is staring you down in the face, if you just, if all you can do is just whisper the name of Jesus, the atmosphere starts changing. There is power in that name, Jesus. Even just a whisper can completely change the atmosphere. The Bible says that the that the devil is the prince of the air. The prince meaning he is the ruler over the air. But when you call upon the name of Jesus, something happens in the atmosphere. When you when you have a sincere call for God, all of a sudden things just start changing in the air, in the atmosphere. You could be out there, you could be out there facing the very sin that you're struggling with. And you could be thinking to yourself, here I am again. Here I am again. I, I told God I wouldn't do this again. But yet, here I am again. As soon as you call upon the name of Jesus, it's like Jesus steps in with his hand out, waiting for you, to say, I've been here the whole time. All you had to do is just call upon my name. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let me say, I am loose. Once you reach this place of forgiveness, once you reach this place that you are free from the bondage of sin, once once you reach this place where you are sincere with God, it is not time to stop, but rather it's time to continue on to, to to go to deeper places. Look at Psalms. It says, e- there is there is a, a, a deeper place that you can go with God. Thomas, when Jesus died and resurrected, he said if, if I do it, I'll believe it. If, if I can put my finger in the hole of his hand, if I can put my hand into the side, into the wound of his the side, then I'll believe that my God is resurrected. Jesus comes to Thomas and says, you ask for it. I'm showing you. Put your finger in the hole. Thomas leads forward and puts his finger in the hole of God's hand. And what happens next is Jesus takes his hand and he puts it in his side. There are deeper places that you can go with God. You know, the, the side... The body is meant to be concealed. It's very immodest. It's against the principalities of God for us to be walking around with our shirt off. So I know Jesus was covered. I know Jesus had a covering over that that wound in the side. But Jesus said, "Thomas, I'm going to take you deeper. I'm going to take you to those secret places, the places that nobody else can see. But I'm going to take you personally, and I'm going to pick you." In those secret places that I have kept hidden from everybody else. Psalm 91 is one of my favorite verses of all time. Psalm ninety one It says, that dwells in the secret place of the most high God, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You start looking for deeper places in God. You start seeking the secret places of God. And the shadow of the Almighty Will cover you. You may think that you might be in dark places. You might think that it's a storm that's coming into your life, but really it's the shadow of the Almighty. You may think that you're looking out and you can't see anything out. It's too dark. I, I don't know which direction to turn. That's when you start walking in faith, not by sight. The shadow of the Almighty is where you shall abide. So when you when you Get to the place of repentance. When you become loose, that's when the work begins. That's when God says you're free. He that is set free by the Son of God, he is free indeed. So then you are you are freed to do whatever you want to. You're free for whatever direction that you want. If you point your direction towards God, if you point if you get your focus towards the things of God and you just keep going, you will see things that you've never seen before. You'll you'll start looking at people in the community and say, you know what, I I can pray for them right now. You know, I, I can I can look at them and I can let them pass by, or I can say, hey, I, I know this is weird, I know this is crazy, but can I pray for you? There was a there a man that I that I met in the grocery store. by bodybuilder. Talking about the pattern that he's having with his heart. Here is the body that. I, I, I know this is crazy, but do you mind if I play with you? Staying in the this and just going to look like. um, i was thinking to myself, this guy thinks I'm probably thinking for another wacko Christian. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, that'd be fine. I closed my eyes. I put my hand on his shoulder. I'm praying. I'm praying with him right there on the grocery store. And I open my eyes. So I hear him down his feet. He says, thank you. Thank you. That was so powerful. I was great. And I encourage him. And so I told him, you know, what? just reading. So, the Bible, you're not too far from God. It doesn't matter what you've done, you're not too far from God. He told me he had to delete some stuff off of his phone, some things that I couldn't have been there. He said, I've got to make room for this church. And so he deletes all of it and downloads the Bible onto his phone. And it kind of him. I've been reading my Bible. And thank you so much. He came to church. He came down to the altar where a parents and he came, thank you so much. You know what? It's, it's, just, it's just God. It, we're vessels. You and I, we're vessels. We are, we are, uh one guy put a pond in the game. And if we put ourselves in God's hands, he will put us into a position where, where we can be effective in our community. It all happens when you become loose. When you get to that place of repentance, when you get to that place of bringing yourself on sin, you, it doesn't have to be here at the altar at church. It, it doesn't have to be in a church service. You, know, you could be out there. You could be in school. You could be at work. And you could be you could be anywhere at right the grocery store. And you could just stop and say, i do not where I'm supposed to be right now," and I don't know that. I don't know. If, if, if you can just forgive me, for it, I promise I will continue my my path towards you. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be here at the altar. And in fact, some of the greatest times of repentance, it wasn't, I wasn't bawling my eyes out. I wasn't crumbled down in a ball, but rather just make it up in my mind. It's not going to do that anymore. I'm just not going to do it. I wasn't here at church. I at home one day and I said, you know it, it's just not worth it. I wasn't even on my knees and praying and I just said, you know what? I'm done with that. It's not worth it. To do something as simple as that, it keeps you on the right path. It be you loose from the expectations of this world. It you loose from from the sin the and bondage of this world. First John 4.4 4 says, you are of God some say, I am of God. You are of God, little children, and have overcome one. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he, God, that is is in in you. Greater is God that's 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 in you. The God that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. This this little phrase, he that is in the world, means everything that's out there in the world. Every demonic force that's in the world, every, every tactic of Satan that is out there in the world, everybody that is your enemy out in the world, everybody that has an agenda against you in this world, is saying God is greater than all of them. I want you to listen in this though. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you find yourself out there in the world, if you find yourself out there where you've lost your way, you know which way you have to go, but you find yourself staying off the path, you find yourself right in the middle of the world. God is still greater and where you are at, at that moment in the world. If you feel like you've gotten yourself into this mess again, you turn to God, He is greater than all of your mistakes. Take all of your mistakes combined, and you can pile them up, and you can see this huge mountain that you seem like you can't get over. But if you turn your focus to God, soon enough that mountain becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. You keep your eyes on God, and he becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. I, I had this dream. I had this dream several weeks ago. I swear it with 20 of you Feel those tears right now? I, I, I had this dream, and I woke me up, and I was, I was just shaking. It was so, it was so real. It was so intense. My dream. I was walking up a side of steps, that traffic. Circled around this, this structure. And I'm walking up, and I can see people sprinkling down the steps in terror. As I'm walking up, I see these people sprinkle down, I mean, as fast as I can, sprinting down the steps. And immediately in my mind, I knew it was a demon. And I'm walking up, and I look around the corner, expecting a demon, and this huge, massive shadow. Cast on the steps, up uh, this ugly, this nasty, this this intimidating shadow. It's on the steps, and I'm terrified, I stop, and I realize, second, that's the shadow. Where's the being? And I turn over, see this little two-foot-tall demon that's placed himself in front of a light. He's projecting himself to be bigger than what he really is. When other people are terrified of demonic forces in this world, when other people are terrified of the spirit realm, what they're looking at is a projection of the demonic of the demonic spirit of this world. And if we take our eyes off of what he's trying to make himself to be, and we actually look at what he is, we're going to realize... Are you kidding me? This is what these people are afraid of. Have you seen my God? <laughs> Hello. No, so there's, there's these demons out there. Yeah, they yeah they're intimidating. Yeah, the demonic uh, the demonic spirits of this world are intimidating. But greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Amen. If you've got God inside of you, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost. That could be it. If there's a little check mark, uh, a little box where it says, "Okay, who's going to win? The world or God?" If you've got God, if you've got the Holy Ghost, check. God's winning. If I say God, and if God says in me, check. Done. So how do we how do we get to this point where, where we continue on? We keep going, we reach this place of our God forgives us, we keep taking that step, so we keep walking up that road, regardless of what comes against us. Exodus 3 through 11. As the Lord spake unto Moses, face the face, like a man speaketh unto his son, and he turned again into the camp, that his servant Joshua, son of Nine, young man, a young man, parted not out of the tabernacle. God is speaking to Moses face to face. God is talking to Moses just like you and I would talk to each other. Moses says, "You know, I, I've, got, I've got a little bit more to do. I know God spoke to it, but I, I, I'm, I'm just going to right? spend a little bit more time in this place. I'm going to spend a little bit more time in. There. I'm going to spend a little bit more time at my bedside." You know this 15-minute break that I have at work, I think I think I'm just going to spend a few more minutes in prayer. My half-hour lunch break, my one-hour lunch break, uh, I could I could surf the internet, I could I could look at videos on YouTube or get you know, on Snapchat, but you know what? I think I think I'm just going to spend a little bit more time in my Bible. I'm going to spend a little bit more time in prayer. Moses really didn't see the past ahead. God spoke to Moses, faith to Satan. God spoke to Moses directly, just like I would talk to one of you, but Moses didn't see the promised land. It's just very terrifying to me, because I
1: know God speaks to me, but I'm still subject to not seeing the promised land. I know God can speak to me, and put things in my heart that I can relay into other people,
0: but there's still a chance that I will not see the promised land. When Joshua mixed up his mind, when a young man mixed up in his mind, I'm going to spend a little bit more time in prayer. I'm going to spend a little bit more time in church. I'm going to spend
1: a little bit more time in my Bible.
0: The entire generation of Moses they died in the wilderness before they ever saw the Promised Land. And when God brought Joshua to the Promised Land, He said, "Now that those guys are out of here, now that those stumbling blocks are out of here, now that those guys who are bringing you down are out of here." I can bring you to the promised land. And he trusted Joshua. Because Joshua said, you know what? I'll just a few more minutes. I can say, God, you're so good. Jesus, you've been so good to me. You're wonderful. God, would you help me today? Would you direct my path, Lord? Uh, would you lead me not into temptation? Would you deliver me from evil, Lord? The scripture is morning from Pastor. It says, a man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. man's heart devises. What do I think? say something about the, the heart here tonight? The heart is the Man's heart survises that the Lord direct direct death. When you spend a few more minutes in prayer, when you spend a few more minutes in the Bible, the Bible says that the word is a lamp into my feet. God sets that path before you God shows you the path that He wants you to take. When you get into the secret places of God and you're being shattered by the Almighty God and you can't see, turn to the Word of God. Turn to the Bible. You've got a few more minutes of your lunch break, turn to the Bible. you got a couple minutes to spare instead of opening up your phone to text somebody. Say, God, I'm going to text you right now, God. I'm, I'm going right to do what you're up You can my focus right now. I'm going to do what you to say, I am loose. So now that we're at this place where, where we are loose, that we are, we are set free from the expectations of this world, where we are set free from from the sin and bondage of this world, we are set free from the wiles of the devil. Here we really have a choice to make. We can either turn back and create that rut in our life we can say, God, here I am. I don't care what it takes. If I've got to let go of this thing over here, I'm letting go of it. If I've got to hold on to this thing like a bulldog that just won't let go, why would you give me that tenacity? Why would you give me that, that that grace and that
1: wisdom to be able to hold on to it and not let go? God, if, if, if you've got to drag me, God, if you've got to drag me across the ground, God, I, just, I can't let go of you, God. When my feet fail me, when my heart fails me, God, and I I feel like I can't go on anymore, God, would you, even if you have to drag me, God, Jesus, I need you.
0: Jesus, I don't want any of that. God, I don't want to turn back to the world. I want to turn to you, Jesus. Wherever you go, that's where I want to go, Lord. Wherever you pass me,
1: God, that's where I want to go, Jesus. God, whatever you want to show me, Lord, would you show it to me? If it's the things in my life that you need to show me, God, would you reveal
0: it unto me so I can get rid of it? If it's things in others' lives that you that you want to to
1: touch, God, would you re- reveal it to me so I can go pray with them, so I can go give them a word of encouragement? God, would you just would you just use me, Jesus?
0: God, you are wonderful. I'm so honored to be a vessel of God. God, you have so good. Would you stand with me right now? Would you just entertain the presence of the Lord right now? Would you just flip your hand into the air and just in your own words say, hey God, whatever it takes.
1: Jesus, whatever it takes, Lord. God, now that I am loose, I, I want to continue in your direction. Jesus, now that sin no longer has a grip of me, would you show me the way? Would you show me the path of righteousness, Jesus? Oh, God, your mercy is everlasting to everlasting. God, I pray that you never let go of these young men. God, I pray that you never let go of their hearts. I pray that you never let go of their minds. God, would you open up their spiritual eyes to your path? Would you open up their spiritual ears to your voice. God, I pray right now that your voice is more prevalent in their lives than ever before. God, I pray right now that you speak to their hearts. Would you open up their hearts, Lord, so they may receive your word. They may receive your direction. They may receive your spirit, God. There's anything holding them down right now. I cast it out in the name of Jesus. Doubt, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Discouragement, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. You no longer have a grip on these young men. They are loosed in the name of Jesus. They are mighty men of valor in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, you are so good. Jesus, you're wonderful. Okay, then we'll come to these altars and just pray for a little bit. I know it's strange with you, with so few people, but God can touch somebody right now. God can speak to you right now. And you just have the, the, the mentality of Joshua when everybody else is leaving, when everybody else is turning back to the table. God, I want to spend a few more minutes to pray with you, Jesus. Whatever it takes, Lord, I'm willing, Jesus. Lord, speak speak, Lord, for thy servant hear it. Oh God, hallelujah.